Hello and welcome to the Walk in Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we are going to talk about the stages of joy. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week, which is we have a big week ahead. Well, a big two weeks ahead. Yeah. Uh, On the first, but a day early for you we will be releasing the tea of the month. And uh, today we're going to talk about it, um, but we'll get to that and we'll share you guys the password to get one day early access um, eventually on this episode. Yes. When when we find whatever makes us laugh, <laughs> that will be the password. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, today we're going to kick things started with what I Googled, but I don't think Brooke has her phone oh, out. Sorry. I'm not ready. Um, but yeah, we we'll, Ding, what I googled. I also have the full soundboard. Oh boy. So that's exciting. I finally got that back set up. Um but yeah, we are we are like super into like full blown we got a collection coming out. We're super stoked about it. Yeah. Um hopefully there are a few items that you want to buy in it. Uh, if this podcast has ever added any value in your life, this would be a great way to support us either by buying the tea of the month or shopping the collection. The tea of the month will come out. How many days of the month are in this? Maybe in what? March. In March. 30 days. Of September, September, April, June, June March, November, November. All the rest of 31. <laughs> so on the 31st, you guys will have early access to buy the tea of the month Yep. with the password that we'll get to. And then on the 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to release the full spring collection, which is 100% new, all new designs. Um, we're going to preview that tomorrow on our story or today if you're listening on Monday or yesterday if you're on Tuesday. If it's Wednesday, it's a few days ago. If it's Thursday, it's even further back. We'll highlight it for you. Um, yeah, so we're just super, super stoked about that. Um, and now Brooke is ready. So what? how do you want to do this, babe? Do you want to um, go one for one? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Why don't you start? All right now, are you going from oldest or um, from most recent to oldest? What is, where are you going? I'm going most recent to oldest. Okay, I'll start there too. I don't Google as much as you do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. If I end up having to go two for one, that's fine. Why don't we start that way? Why don't you go? Why don't you hit us with one one two combo? Because often yours are linked. Okay. Can I freeze hard salami? <laughs> Just starting yes. off strong. You can. you can. Oh, you can. wow. You know, it was the disclaimer of like, make sure you keep track of how long things have been in your freezer and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Whoosh. Throw it into the freezer. Nice. We're going to eat it fast. And it's not going to be in there for like two years. <laughs> We're going to eat it in a few months. Be Less fine. than two years. It's going to be the fine, rule? everybody. <laughs> no, you should eat it way faster than that. All right. Um, is Costco rotisserie chicken gluten-free? So... Update. Update. Life update. Life update. Apparently, I'm pretty severely gluten intolerant. This is brand new information, everybody. That is brand new information. Yes. Well, semi brand new. So <laughs> her body has been suffering for a decade, but now I know. <laughs> now, I know now I'm aware. So let's go back to the first time we visited Yulia. Yep. For my for yep. massage, which was about two months ago ish, yep. give or take. So we go, I go first, TJ goes a few days later, and 
she actually said it to you. She didn't say it. Well, she kind of said it to me. Yeah. She told me that I was really inflamed, but sort of like she didn't really elaborate right. and like, I don't know. Yep. It, it didn't have as much impact when she said it to me. And then you went for your massage and you said, all right, tell me. Who's tighter, Mia Who's tighter, <laughs> Mia Brooke? And she said, oh, you are tighter. Brooke is inflamed. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Why? So, why? Why is this happening to so, me? Do you know what I did? I googled, you googled, I googled it. Googled for days. Well, Brooke is a Googler slash verbal. Um, how do you how do you say that? I you're verbally processing what you're Googling to me. And yes. oftentimes I think to myself, I don't care at all. Well, it's not that I don't care. It's just that <laughs> I care about a lot of other stuff more. <laughs> Google. How it's just I, that I would care I get, to be in another place. How do I get my husband to care about my Google searches? Search. <laughs> anyway, turns out, all of it's, my symptoms. Google's all of a sudden like, you've been married for 13 years, yeah. four days. Right. Here's <laughs> oh, photos gosh. of your every anniversary. Does this help? You're like, oh, God. Oh, no. Um, anyway, turns out all of my symptoms in life <laughs> are on the gluten intolerant list. I had never connected the dots. I'd never had anybody never tell just... me. Click, click, click. No, never. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll give it a try. Three days in, I'm like, oh. My hips don't burn when I stand up. That's nice. So anyway, I've been gluten I've been gluten free for about two months now. Game changer. And so I Google things almost is constantly. Costco rotisserie. Chicken. Is it? Yes, it is. So here's what I learned: a lot of other places put flour in their like seasoning mix yep. to make the good pantomime. Outside, thank you. The outside. So you're seasoning chicken, it up. I'm seasoning it up. You know, put it on the stick. Start to spin it. To make the outside really like crispy. Uh huh. Not Costco. No, not Costco, baby. Nice. <laughs> Your turn. Um, I went to Costco today. I'm going to sidetrack that story a little bit. <laughs> more, more Maui Costco updates. I have never been happier inside of a Costco. <laughs> the mask mandate is gone. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Brooke went to Target and she said people were like hugging each other. Well, employees were literally, I'm not kidding, literally hugging each other and jumping around. Yeah. Maybe somebody had just had a baby or something. I don't no, know. No, I think it was that. Um, but anyways, I was the happiest boy in, in Costco today. <laughs> um, okay. I <laughs> is 51st date streaming. So is it's it? not. Uh, so Brooke and I, so our, our rhythm on Friday night is we do our family dinner. Um, it's usually, it's either at the dinner table unless it's takeout and takeouts in front of a movie. So that's like kind of our, uh, our deal. And then we watch a movie with the kids. So this week we watched Babe, um, to which I don't think Sonny stopped asking a question from the moment it started until the moment it finished. Um, That is not an exaggeration. That is not an exaggeration. Who's that? What's that? What do you say? What's going on? What are they going to do? I don't know, Sonny. Let's watch and find out together. How about that? I'm not a perfect parent. Just shut up, kid. Not a perfect parent. Anyway, so we watch Babe, and then Brooke and I have been on this kick of watching romantic comedies. It started with 13 going on 30. We watched that new J-Lo one. Yep. Which one did we watch last week? Date, proposal. We, we watched Proposal. Date Night's been, been in there. Um, Turns out we just really like Sean Levy movies. Yeah. Apparently. Sean Levy is a brilliant producer and director. His movies are just like lighthearted and fun, and there's like 
no messaging that's like trying to make it's just supposed to, it's just fun entertainment imagine that imagine that people i'm going right into strong feelings oh boy. entertainment for entertainment's sake okay just take a breath wow anyway so we thought we were going to watch 50 first dates this weekend turns out we couldn't find it um so anyways go on I'm calming down. I'm calming down. But okay. I but I do have strong feelings today, and I'll get to that. They're not that? Well, they are, but I want to unpack it a little bit. I want okay. people to feel the rage. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Consider uh, it all joy. <laughs> um, does my cricket cut fabric? Turns out it does. Nice. Only one version of the cricket does, and I'm pretty sure it's the version I have. We still doing two for one. Yeah. Okay. Um, are peanut butter M and M's gluten free? <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, cartoon cat drawing. And mm. Sunny asked me to draw cats. I nailed it. Yeah. How many cups are in a pint? Uh, let's see. I was searching some flights. Not going to go on that. Size of an Instagram highlight cover. I couldn't remember. It's usually saved in my Photoshop and it wasn't. And I was like, why am I still Googling this? this I must, know this by now. You, you must have had your had my phone for Oh, I'm a day. sure I did. When, when I was Googling When Eddie. can I give my baby avocado? Yep. When can my baby first start eating solid foods? What <laughs> age can my baby start eating foods? So. Yeah. Those were all yours. I also, I also Googled on your phone last night. That yeah. Act, that actor, right? <clears throat> Okay, sorry. I've got to scroll through a lot of like beauty counter links that I wasn't actually Googling. <laughs> They're just in my history. Uh, I think that's it for me. I, mean, I really don't Google a lot. Sending things to people. Um, <clears throat> I, I Googled some flights. Oh, I was, I Googled, I was trying Soft to. Soft white dinner rolls by King Arthur Bakery. Yes. Or baking. Um, they had a book. They had a King Arthur's baking book at Costco today. Whoa. But not in the budget, so not today. I left it. Um, See you on April first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The amount of things I'm buying April first is almost defeats the purpose. Um, planets drawing, outer space drawing, spacesuit clip art, order of planets and solar system, planets and order image. Clearly, we were homeschooling some some things there. Um, oh, this makes me feel sad, but not. Why does my seven-year-old feel so sad at bedtime? Oh, yeah. You can talk about that a little bit. So, Junie, bless her heart, which I probably could have Googled that sans age, but yeah. some, sometimes the age stuff is actually very specifically yeah, helpful absolutely. in a Google search. And so immediately pops up with an answer, which I know that, like, I take everything I Google with a grain of salt. Yeah. Is salt <laughs> gluten-free? Uh, yes, it should be. <laughs> Typically it is. Um, because sometimes the answers are amazing, and other times, like, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah. That's not, it, it doesn't know what I mean. Um, but yeah, Junie will have a great day or even a medium day. Her bedtime emotions are, excuse me, separate from her day's emotions, which right. I'm noticing. She just gets really sad and weepy yep. and almost like this nervous, anxious vibes. And what's great is that when you're putting your kids to bed, you are at your best as a parent. You don't yeah, want to just, hope it lasts forever. I, <laughs> I just want to take as much time as it possibly can. Yeah. I am here just for it. For, for it forever. Right. I don't want to relax on the couch. I don't want to drink my nightly Olipop. I am just here <laughs> to sit, to sit until this is over. Right. Actually, I never want it to end. If you yeah. could never go to bed, that'd be, that'd great. be great for me. So that's actually something <laughs> yes. that they 
talk about. That's one of the answers. So. And I don't, I don't. Yeah. Uh, what? I don't, I, I don't feel like I make that clear. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I, I, You're joking right yeah, now? I'm joking right now. Yes. I don't express that during, like, I don't. Oh, you don't act that way yeah. at all. Correct. Um, Very patient at bedtime. Actually, you really are. Probably more so than me. <laughs> I'm so done by that point of the day, especially my voice. I'm just like, I can't, I literally can't, you guys. <laughs> I don't say it to them. I'm thinking that. <laughs> I'm not projecting that. There no, we go. I'm not There's projecting the word. that. But anyway, for a lot of kids, it's like a form of separation anxiety, kind right. of. You know, they've been around you all day as parents, and they're about to go experience the time of day when they are apart from you the most. Yep. Um, anyway, so one of the things was actually talking about that, how, like, wouldn't it be fun if we never had to go to bed? And, like, unpacking the all the fun things that would happen, and, like, I would like to do that, too. Make it relatable. Sometimes we just don't want to go to bed. Yeah. And we should. And and then explain why. But anyway, we worked on a couple of things this week to try to help her with that. Um, honestly, though, just kind of recognizing what it is. Yeah. Helps. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so we're like tinkering with bedtime to try to make it easier and smoother. And one thing that we realized r- right away is like, our, you know, our kids, our kids have always been really good sleepers. Yeah. But lately they've been getting up a lot and we're like, okay, something's wrong. Yeah, the big kids. The big kids. The baby's sleeping through the night. Yeah, Daisy's great. And so it was just a simple question of like, what what's going on? Why are you guys getting up? And yeah. well, I don't know. You know, if I get up and I see Sonny's gone, you know, then I, then then I get up and get out of bed, and I, and Sonny's the same way. And so I was just like, okay, but like, are you uncomfortable? Is your bed too hot? And they're like, oh yeah, well, my bed's too hot. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, I can fix that. Yeah, I don't like air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, sleep through the night. <laughs> totally um but it's off it's crazy to me how often your kids will have a pretty helpful answer or they'll be a few questions away from a pretty helpful answer yeah as long as they realize that you are able to actually listen to them yeah um and so yeah so we're tinkering at bedtime we've had a much better week of sleep because of it oh yeah so that's been really good um is that all i mean uh, yeah that's not all it is not all but last but not least why is my washer blinking heavy load? Oh, yeah. Even though it's empty. Our washer died. Yeah. Rest in peace. But we have a new one. We had a... Okay, I got two strong feelings. We had a front load washer that came with the house. I don't understand them. I don't understand why they exist. I don't understand why every... I understand it when it's like in a closet. Stacked. Stacked. But like just by itself, they just get so gross and kind of grimy and you have to upkeep them. Top load, baby. Yeah. I'm on team top load. All right. All the way. Okay, so now my real strong feelings. And I've, I finally have language for why I feel so passionate about this. No, 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 no. Okay. You know, I've talked about how, like, most shows are bad. Like, what? I was waiting for the joke. <laughs> be like, should I be nervous? And you're like, no, no, not at all. Okay, so the president, <laughs> you just, like, start <laughs> off with So, Brooke and I's sex life. Um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Too far. <laughs> um, anyway, so I've talked about how like most shows, movies these days aren't very good. The the messaging is is terrible. There there aren't really likable characters. Right. There's a lot of issues with them. And we've been watching all these like romantic comedies from the 90s and early 2000s, and we're like, these are great. This movies. is so great and entertaining and just like fun. And you're rooting for these people to fall in love. And so 
and then I was like a, a, a while ago, I was talking about the wheel of time and how like I started watching the show because I read the book, read one of the like 15 books and um, or listened to it. And I was like, they just changed it. They just changed very obvious things in the story. And and if you are a Lord of the Rings fan, the Ring of Power, which Amazon is producing, is sort of similar. They they've changed it. They're just changing changing elements that Tolkien wrote completely. Yeah. And I guess Halo just came out, which I was a big Halo player. And again, the reviews say they've just changed it. And there's even articles about the writers who are like, oh yeah, we didn't look at the game. And so what I feel like, and this is my strong <laughs> feelings, and, and someone I was watching like a film critic talk about this. And he was saying that like what modern television and movies are doing is they're taking a popular IP, they're they're putting the name on this, but they're telling their own story. So it's like, we're going to take Halo, but instead because of... Because people like Halo. Because people like Halo and Halo has a fan base, but instead of telling the Halo story, we're going to tell this other story that we think is important. Because yeah. if we told that story separate from the Halo name, no one would watch it. Right. But then what they do is... They, they end up killing both. Yeah. So then they, th- then you as a <laughs> fan of the game or the, the IP, the intellectual property, you then watch the show and you're like, well, this isn't what I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the story that I love. Right. And then they, then the give writers and producers, Chief. yeah, give me Master Chief <laughs> in all of his glory. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> but then what the writers in Hollywood does is that they, then they yell, yell at the fans and say, you just don't love this story because you're blah, 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 fill in the blank. And yeah, you're just you like, yeah. and it's just like, it's so infuriating. And, and I feel like finally I have language. They're using popular, and they did this with Star Wars, popular intellectual property with a fan base. And they're doing it with Lord of the Rings and they're telling a story that they want to tell, which is fine. Like if you want to tell your story with your characters and your messaging, just write it. it. Just write it somewhere else. Yeah. And then don't be surprised <laughs> no one tunes in. And so it's just like, it's so frustrating. And I find myself extremely frustrated. And so like, like when I watched the original Lord of the Rings by Peter Jackson, it's so good. And he talks about in his interviews, like about the, about the creating of it, that was like, we just wanted to honor Tolkien and what he created and the, and the beauty of his creation. Yeah. And it's like, now they just want to destroy anything with historical relevance or whatever. And so those are my strong feelings and I feel very passionate about it, but it's fine. So I won't watch the Halo show because... Yeah. It's not Halo. Right. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. So <laughs> I'm fired up. Wow. I'm fired up. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. Yeah, let's do it. Wow, 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 wow. Well, I don't think I have any strong feelings. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Sorry I had enough that. for both of us. So, bro, how was your week? Wow. I'm adding more snaps. My week Oh, wait. Was... Do you want to try the new uh, segment? Sure. New segment. My week was great, guys. This is fine. Game I don't... changers. Changes to the game such that the game can never be played the same again. way again. Let me do it one more time. Yeah. New segment. Game changers. Changes to the game such that the game can never be played the same way again. All right. So we're going to do this new segment. We've kind of had variations of this segment, I think, in different areas. Yeah. Like we used to call it quick tip. But <laughs> these aren't quick tips because these are. Game changers. Yes. Changes to the game such that the game can never be played the same way again. So these are like, I don't want to use the word life acts. You guys, uh, we've had an episode on why I'm not a big fan of that phrase. Yeah. But they are, they're what what they are. They're game changers. They're things that we've realized or started to implement that are like, man, this has radically impacted our family, integrated the group I'm in. Everyone brings a game changer 
to the group and they just right. throw them out. And like some of them are super random. Like one guy last time was like, we bought a robot vacuum and we realized how much it, time it saves us from sweeping the floor every day. So and I came also home. And our house is cleaner. So I came home and I bought a robot vacuum. And honestly, turns out, turns out it is game changer. It's a game changer. Changes to the game <laughs> such so that the game can never be played the same way <laughs> again. Um, so that's my game changer. The robot vacuum with LiDAR. I'll link it in the show notes. Because I guess they have two different kinds of robot vacuums. Okay. One is like the one that just bounces around randomly. And then there's the one that like actually tracks your home, sells your map to Google so they can <laughs> market you furniture. But then it sweeps in like an order. <laughs> so we all of our furniture fits perfectly now. <laughs> so <laughs> It's fine. They're here. They're watching me. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> um, anyways. So I'll link the one that we have. We love it so far. So that's my game changer. It's it's silly because I was like, oh, sure. Like, that sounds great. (laughs) Brooks, like you went to this group of, you know, (laughs) very successful men and you came home and were like, we're We're buying buying a robot robot vacuum. vacuum. (laughs) I was like, okay, here we go. And then also you got to put Google as in your robot vacuum. It just Yes, we'll also link those in the show notes. (laughs) Um, But it really is. Yep. Like it really is a game changer and it's along that same principle of like decide once. And so we decided we're doing it. We're getting the robot vacuum. And so now I don't think in my head, I've eliminated other decisions of should I vacuum right now after lunch? Should I vacuum this? There's sand here. Should I, should I, should I? Yes or no? Yes or no? All that energy is gone because we know when we run the robot vacuum and I know it will happen. Yep. And it's awesome. And like li- literally our house is clean. I don't know if you guys can hear this, can but you there, hear the there is a rooster that has now taken residence in the front of our house. Right here. And he doesn't know when morning and evening are. No. He is, he, cock-a-doodle-doos? <laughs> I don't know. Crows? Crows. <laughs> <laughs> How do you cock a doodle do? He's so embarrassed. <laughs> okay but what is that from i know that's from spider-man so that's the laughing meme of jk simmons playing j jonah jameson right so you've seen the gif a hundred times that's the actual noise so and Uh, i know that that's his voice but yeah so so if you hear a rooster crowing or cockadoodling in the background yeah that's because he there's does, one right there's there. There's one there. And he like doesn't seem to understand that he's only supposed to do that in the morning. Yeah, he grows all day long. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so the vacuum thing is a huge game changer. I'm already in the habit. We're already in the habit of we clean up after dinner. And now I just put the chairs on the table. And we usually just run it in the li- in the kitchen in the living room. Yeah. At the, In the evening. Dining room, kitchen, living room. And then um, when we go to the beach on Saturday for Sabbath, we let it run through the whole first floor right so when we leave the house and take our tiny humans with us everything's off the floor it it does the whole downstairs that's my game changer what's yours babe it's really good funny enough mine actually has to do with vacuuming but not that vacuum so i didn't know we were going there today (laughs) i recently listened to a podcast about how to clean out your fridge i love the lazy genius podcast because i'm just like kendra you think the way i think it me it me She's like, I know that because her whole thing is 
to be a genius about what matters to you right. and lazy about the things that don't. Yeah. And so it's... So when it comes to Brooke, baton twirling, genius. Right. Exactly. Um, Cleaning out the fridge, lazy. No. But like she's an Enneagram one. She likes her systems. And so I just, I love what she has to say yep. because she's always giving you, which I hope we give you here, is sort of the tools and practices and rhythms to do something, but we're not uber specific and you need to do it our way. Right. This is the only way. Yeah. And that's what hers is, but for very simple yep. life stuff, meal planning, cleaning out your fridge, having a great holiday season, like yeah. whatever. Anyway, she suggested that after you empty your fridge, which I do, so I'm going to like clean, clean it. Yeah. Which you did today, which right before we started. Right. So she said, take everything out. I already do that. I was like, okay, cool. I'm on track. One for one. Right. But then before you get everything wet and start wiping it all down okay. and cleaning What do you it, do before? Well, you need to get up all the like crumbs, random like, you know, bits and pieces of herbs that have fallen around. I hate those herbs. <clears throat> I know. Bits and pieces. And just like, I think I said this many years ago, we were talking about how I would clean on Fridays and I would clean in an order and you need to go top to bottom, dry to wet. It's the same idea. Same idea in She's the She's talking about it and I love it. <laughs> So don't take everything out and then spray down oh. all your crumbs. Ugh. Disgusting. Worst. I mean, you do it life how you want to do it, but that's disgusting. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to be a garbage human, go for it. But like, it's not my jam. This is the anyway, way the world works. So she suggested using your handheld vacuum to get all the crumbs out of the drawers and the back of the shelves and all that stuff. And before, before you, you were just down. doing like a dry. I was trying to just like, Scoop, scoop it, it out with a rag or yeah. something, which is very hard if you've yeah. ever cleaned the fridge. Dry anyway, rag, silly so, as it is, it's a it's a game changer. Game changers, changes to the game such that the game can never be played the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated office character, Robert California. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Okay. So. Wow. Oh, there we are. Yeah. How was your week? It was good. It was good. I feel yeah. like we kind of just talked about it with what we Googled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically it. Why uh, is there a rooster in my front yard? Google. <laughs> Why does he crow at all hours of the day? How do I teach a rooster when the sun rises? <laughs> what should I name my rooster? <laughs> um, yeah. So do you think if I Googled that, it would give me an answer? Probably. I'm going to do it right now. You, you do it right talking. now. Okay. Um, so we have a tea of the month coming out on the 31st for you podcast listeners. And you can use the... Uh, the password cockadoodle do. <laughs> oh gosh. How do you spell that? Let's just say you lose the password rooster because I know how to spell that. I... <laughs> okay. What should I name my root? I've only typed the word R. What should I name my Roomba? Oh, nice. So that we didn't get a Roomba, yeah. but that's a that's robot <laughs> vacuum. I just got excited. <laughs> oh, funny rooster names. Okay. Cluck Norris. <laughs> Cluck Norris. <laughs> I don't know some of these people. Oh, General Sal. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> Drumstick. Um, Angry Bird. That's funny. Is it? Birdzilla. No, not really. <laughs> I think Cluck Norris is the funny. Cluck Norris is the, Okay, use the code rooster. Not the code. The password is rooster. Not cockadoodle do. No, because I don't know how to spell that. Okay. And that will give you one day, 24 hours early access to the tea of the month. Um, this month, which you can go to the YouTube right now and see it just like I did last week with the collection. Yeah. Um, 
but it says, consider it all joy, which is a phrase that we've had before on a t-shirt, but I just love it so much. And I just wanted it back again. And there are three smiley faces on it that are kind of like werbly. And to me, how I feel by bedtime. (laughs) Yep. And that was honestly what I was thinking when I did this design. So I actually designed this and I just felt like when we consider it all joy, it's not always this like perfect moment of like sunbeam happiness shining on our Bible on the verse that we need right in the moment. You know, when we consider it all joy. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's, you know, usually through like, oh, you know, bedtimes and, and meals and hard jobs or, you know, just all that, all that stuff in life. And so as I've been thinking about this phrase, I, I, I felt like today's episode would be a really good time to unpack what I have called, I think this is my hypothesis, the stages of joy um, and or seasons, seasons of joy. Yeah. Stages makes it seem like you always climb them, in, climb them in a certain order. Yeah. Rhythm of joy. Right. I don't know. Um, but this is like a a work in process hypothesis. And I also feel like this is kind of a bold statement for me, but I'm going to say it because if I say it on the podcast, there's some weight behind it. I believe that the Lord has a book for me to write yes. called Choose Joy in an Increasingly Joyous World. So Joyless. Joyless World, yeah. yeah. So this is part of, I think, the premise of that book. Um, so first of all, we've talked about this. I, I've always said there are three. I actually think there's four. Um, so I'm going to start with the first one, which is Cling to Joy. So this is a phase of joy that I think is very challenging. This is when everything is going wrong in our lives. We <clears> lose <throat> jobs. We're losing money. We've lost a loved one. Yeah. Um, our kids are grief, hardship, rebelling against us, or we just had a new baby and we broke our foot and we had major surgery. I don't know. That's just like a really specific and the heat went out in your house and, and the heat went out in your house and family drama. I don't know. That's just like a really specific scenario. Right. I've never experienced. Have you experienced something like that? No. No, 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 no. Yeah. So just like a, for example. Um, and so in those stages, the clinging to joy is like, it. it, it is like clinging, clinging for dear life. Yeah. It's like you <laughs> have fallen off the boat and <laughs> someone has tossed you the life raft and you are clinging onto it with your whole life. But the boat is still going. The yes. storm is still... You are still getting drugged through the water. <laughs> the storm is still raging. You forgot your nose plug. <laughs> Y'all, I wore a nose plug as a child. And bless my mother for giving it to me because I think she was trying to solve my specific problem and let that be that. And not... I never knew it was weird. She was never like, you really shouldn't be wearing this anymore, but... As a kid, my allergies were so bad, I could not breathe out of my nose. Barely. But, but that also is true in your adulthood life. It's gotten better. And so it was very hard for me to learn how to swim and like breathe air in and out of my nose while swimming. And so TJ just never lets it go. I I didn't even bring it up. No, but you, you're the one who's always talking about it in real life. Anyway. Anyways. So you're, you're holding on to the raft. Yeah. So in those seasons. Or not raft, whatever it is. Yeah, like the life, the inner two thing. <laughs> the ring. <clears throat> there, there's not much that can be... I don't know if there's anything that's like how to get out of those seasons. Like, I, I think some of that's just timing. Some of that is just like being faithful and remaining faithful. And so to me, like when you're in one of those seasons, and if you're in one of those seasons now, like I think that the most important things to to, to cling to joy is like 
you have to have rhythms and practices in place because if you don't, you will by default just like basically survive. Like, and sometimes I think that's when people like fall off the faith bandwagon or fall off the faith wagon is like, I was in this really tough season. God wasn't showing up. You know, I didn't do anything to, to like facilitate that. And so that's why I left or, you know, I got hurt and I left the church or whatever like that, you know, that's kind of, but, but if you're in one of those seasons, I would say that like the best thing you can do is to remain faithful because that is going to allow you to see God move. You know, like we've been in seasons like that, like, you know, specifically the first one that comes to mind is like, we decided we were stopped selling t-shirts. Um, we sold our share in a co-working space that we had partially owned to get to, to literally just get money to survive. We were in debt because our business was stopped abruptly after a year that was kind of rough. Um, we had just had a year where we had a new baby, Sunny, that wasn't the best sleeper. That wasn't, we, we now think she was just hungry. Um, <laughs> I know, poor girl. <laughs> um, but she's also passionate. So, you know, she, it, was, it was both. Um, I was working too much. We, Brooke and I weren't on the same page and it all culminated at this end of year decision to be like, we're going to be done with our business. Yeah. I don't know. Like that's just kind of where the Lord led, led us. And so that whole year, it felt like there wasn't very much joy in our household. There wasn't a lot of like pure joy, gladness, uh, in our home. We were just sort of surviving instead of thriving <laughs> And I, and I have this, these very distinct memories because I used to walk to the co-working space because we only had one car. And so I would just walk, it, rain, you know, rain, snow or shine. And I just remember just like all those walks, like just being like, Lord, what is happening? What, like, why is this happening? How is this happening? And I, I think that there was something rhythmic about those walks that allowed me to like have these like really honest, heartfelt conversations with God. And it wasn't this like, sort of cookie cutter, like, you know, thank you for this food, you know, thanks. But you know, like it was, it was real and it was authentic. And I think having those moments when you're clinging to joy are so important. And to me, if I hadn't walked to work, I don't know if I would have had them because like I kind of distract myself with entertainment and stuff like that, especially back then. And so I think that there's such power when we're clinging to joy in this like rhythmic habit based interaction with the Lord. Um, because if we don't have it habitually, um, I, I think it'll fall by the wayside and we'll end up spending that time losing our grip rather than clinging tighter. Because I think those walks helped me cling tighter because I knew that like, I don't know, I just felt the Lord's presence during those times that like, yeah, I think we can get through this. It, this is terrible. This is not fun. Life is really hard right now. Um, but I think that when you're clinging to joy, finding those moments of just like honesty with the Lord are so important and valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that was really good. I was just letting you like tell your story. I remember that season and it was, it was hard. I think that, I don't think I know in that season of clinging to joy, that's when I started doing my gratitude lists because that was literally all I could do. It was all I could muster and it kept my, it shifted my perspective because I would usually do it first thing in the morning or like right after the, whenever she had her first feeding, um, I would scribble down on a piece of paper or anywhere, really three to five things I was thankful for right. and grateful for that 
often those were things that brought me joy or that I found joy in. Yeah. Um, and that was it. That was me clinging to the life raft buoy, whatever's. Yep. They have a real name. Yeah. <laughs> um, like that was me. <laughs> I, this doesn't, isn't going to make any sense, but I was both on that boat throwing them to myself <laughs> like one, two, three, or maybe sometimes five, but I was also holding on to them being drug in the water, if you will. Yep. Um, and that was it. That was all I could cling to. And it really did. as like a really practical thing. It yeah. grounded me to where I was, to what I did love, to what did bring me joy so that I wasn't just like, everything's terrible. Yeah. And I think like, so I, I've read a couple of books about habits um, there's one called the the power of habit, mm-hmm. which is one of the most fascinating books I've, I think I've ever read. I actually listened to it, but it's basically like the science behind how habits work. And then there's yeah. atomic habits, which is like how to build good habits. And I'm currently reading this book called the habits of the household, which is oh, don't say it. It's going to be game changers, changes to the game <laughs> such that the game can never be played the same way again. It, And so basically like the easiest way to describe a habit is like, it's a groove in your brain. It's a default tendency. Right. And they're harder to like, once you have a, like, you know, think of it as like a path between two yards. Like I walk through the grass from my house to my friend's house. And now there is a path that is dirt. Right. And it's very unlikely that grass will ever grow there because of how often that path is walked. Yeah. And so a habit is walking that path in your brain over and over again. This is like a really ba- this is brain science. This is an elementary version of what they say in this book. The book is so fascinating. It's like such a brain science book. Yeah. But, but written in such a way that like a dumb dumb like me can fully understand it. <laughs> um, and so basically what we're, what we're talking about right here is when you're clinging to joy, you will default to your habits. And so if you have bad habits of like over entertainment overeating, checking out, checking Mm -hmm. out low power mode, like that will be your default when you're clinging to joy. But if you have good habits of spending time with the Lord, taking a weekly, this was even before we took Sabbath, taking a weekly Sabbath, like, you know, having a good community of friends who are there for you, like those things, even when you're clinging to joy, they will be your default because the grooves in your brain are so deep. And so if you were in a season of that, or even if you're not in the season of that, it is good to develop those habits. So when that season comes, which it will, and it will again for us, yeah, our habits are so the, the, the pathways or yeah. grooves are so deep that we default to those. And that's where we find the strength. And that's where the Lord can teach us and show us and guide us through yeah, um, to the next stage, which I our next season, right. um, which I call choose joy. So, you know, choose joy is like, to me, it's like, how I feel about it is there are, there are seasons where like we're clinging to it, you know, we're on the life raft and then there are seasons where like life feels pretty normal. Like, you know, we're in school, we're going to work every day. We, you know, nothing is both. There's nothing that's like horrible that's happening, but there's also not this like peak family, personal happiness that's happening, just kind of the day to day life. And I feel like we always have an opportunity in those days. We can choose joy or we can not choose joy. Those are our two choices Yeah. through interactions with friends, interactions with family, mostly interactions with family and our kids, like, or the ones, clo- the people closest to us, roommates, et cetera. And so it's during these phases that like, that really determines <laughs> where our heart is. Like yeah. if, if your default posture is anger or frustration or 
impatience or bitterness, there is something going on there. There's a chair behind that is not being reconciled or submitted to the authority of Christ. And so it's in those seasons, like if you're in just like a normal every day is the same type of season, which is, which happens, but you find yourself like tense and bitter and frustrated. There's something going on. There's a chair behind that has not been fully redeemed or is not, or is being hidden, or it might be 10 chairs behind that's like being hidden. Um, or, you know, you have a sin that you're not confessing or whatever. There, there could be a hundred reasons for that. And so by default, your heart isn't as full of the the joy that the Lord has. Yeah. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if you are <laughs> consistently not choosing joy and not expressing that joy and gratitude towards the people around you, there's something going on. It, you know, there, there are moments of that for everyone. Like there are bedtime moments where I'm just like, this needs to end. <laughs> You know, you've come out three times. This is over. I'm I'm not choosing joy in this moment. I'm choosing bedtime. Like we all have those moments. You know, can I express that to my kids in love and tenderness? Absolutely. But I would say that that is sort of how I describe the choose joy. Like, and that's why I love the shirt so much is because like, to me, most days are like that. Like in the grand scheme of life, most days are ordinary. Right. And it's what happens in those ordinary moments that makes a profound impact on you and the people around you. Your kids will watch you during more ordinary days than anything else. Your spouse will be with you during more ordinary days than anything else. And so the mantra of choosing joy becomes such a powerful one because it gives us the opportunity to radically shift our focus from I'm on earth and everything's terrible to I'm going to bring a little bit of heaven down here. Yeah. And so that's what I would describe. Any thoughts on that? (laughs) No, I, I love that. I'm on earth and everything's terrible. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's yeah. The worst thing about prison was the was the dementors. They they was I thought I was gonna keep going. Flying around. Yeah. Uh, and then, then you'll be saved. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't want to add more because I feel like that was good. Okay. Choosing joy is the very like daily, practical, ordinary, intentional way of joy. Yeah. That's what I feel. And and I do think that there is like, you know, we talk about rhythm so much because it's a beautiful gift that God's given us. And I think rhythm will help you when you're clinging to it. But I also think rhythm will help you to choose it because like our kids are now realized what day is it every day? Yes. What day is it? (laughs) Well, it's Tuesday. Okay. What day is it? It's Wednesday. Okay. What day is it? Thursday. What day is it? It's Friday. Dad, (laughs) you know what that means? (laughs) family dinner <laughs> and and it, and so like even just this rhythmic habit of like this little thing that we do on friday nights and then she's also like she's also now realized that the day after friday is saturday and so yep. saturday means is our sabbath you can watch a movie in the morning it's the only day. only day of the week that you can do that saturday morning movie and so there is an element of this rhythmic practice that has allowed our kids to experience and see this joy coming and so for us same thing. We know that on Saturday, the the vacuum is going to run through the whole house. It's incredible. <laughs> Peak joy moment. <laughs> Peak joy right day. there. Yeah. Um, you know, but for us, it's like we know that on Saturday, we're going to be outside with our kids at the beach, you know, and it's going to be a time of just like rest and peace and joy for us. And there is a rhythmic element to choosing joy. And that fills up our tank again to go out in the week. And so like, yeah, I think all this joy talk is going to be tied heavily to rhythm. And then I used to say that the last phase was radiating joy, but I've, I've kind of 
tweak that a little bit. And I think... Is it a phase or have you come up with the uh, the uh, family umbrella at the top? I don't know. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, I don't know the imagery yet. Again, mm-hmm. this is still just a work in process. Right. Um, work in progress, not process. It's a process to work in progress. Um, it's a progress of working in process of the progress. It's a pilgrim's progress of... <laughs> Um, is radiating joy. And so I've talked about this before, but like, you know, when I think radiate joy, so, so for me and and probably for you, if you think of someone that's like, who's the most joyful person that, you know, like you think about that person and you think about them coming to a party or coming in the room or eating lunch with them or whatever, there is an element to them that just radiates and radiates joy in everything that they do. Like often I think about this person being Bob Goff. <laughs> you know, I, I think he's a very good example. Um, uh, you know, I don't know him personally, but from the Yet. people that I've met that are personally have interacted with him, right. this seems to be true. Yes. That he is someone who just radiates joy wherever he goes. And I used to think that that was like the end goal. Like right. I just want to be a person that radiates joy. I do think that is a, is a very high lofty goal and I think it's important and I think we should work towards it. And I think as we choose it, as we cling to it, as we choose it over and over again through a lifetime, there will be an element of us that radiates it in all things, which is very cool. And I think that that is the most powerful evangelical tool you have in your disposal. 100%. Um, you know, like I was, I've actually been talking to Brooke, like I don't, we don't have a nine to five job that we go to. We don't right. have like a PTA that we're involved in. Right. So our interaction with people, with non-Christians is very limited. I, I, I've noticed that. Right. Um, but I go to a gym and I've really felt the Lord being like, this is your mission field. This is the place where you will be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so to me, I want to radiate joy in that place for the glory of God. And I think yeah. for all of us as followers of Jesus, we should want to radiate joy in our place of work or school or wherever for the glory of God. And and that is just like an incredible important thing. I, I remember the story. Um, I remember this moment in my life. So we were, we lived in Lancaster. I was rock climbing at the Lidditz gym and I knew, and I, and I was part of this organization called men of iron where I was going to be a mentor and I needed to find someone to mentee, but I didn't have anyone in mind. So I was like, hopefully I just meet someone, but there was a guy rock climbing. His name was Corey. Mm -hmm. And I could just tell by the way that he interacted, by the way that he talked to people, by the way that he uh, composed himself, that he was a believer. And so I felt confident to be like, Hey, We've seen each other five times. Do you want to spend right. a year getting to know each other a lot better? <laughs> he said yes. But like that is that is radiating joy to me. Like it's yes. being like Corey in the rock gym. Like you just you just you just you know you can just see it. You can just tell. Um, and there's just so much power behind that. And so I used to think that that was like the loftiest goal. And right. so, can I add that? Yeah. For those of us who like me. <laughs> I, I don't go to a regular job. I don't do all these other things. I also don't go to the gym. <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. Um, you do now. The girls have gymnastics that's class true. there. So I do walk through the doors and come back out. It's a little <laughs> different. I don't think that's what they're made for. But um, because you use the word mission field, I once heard, and it, I was like the only thing I wrote down from the whole conference a couple years ago, it's game changer for me. 
Are you going to press it or is it too long? <laughs> too long. Or are we just committed? It's, it's or what, what's, We need two versions. Yeah. I'll cut just the game changer. Cut just, just the game yeah. changer. Game changer. Cut. And done. And then, oh, if I just press it twice. Oh, it's not going to play it again no. and again and again. Um, game changers. Wow. The game changer for me was when the woman speaking said, um, the greatest mission field we will ever have is the one beneath your feet. Mm-hmm. Meaning that no matter where we are right, true, and what we are doing. Solid point, solid point. And so I love that yours is specifically the gym right now. Like you've named that, you're going after it. That's There's such value in that. But for those of us who also don't go anywhere, yeah, I hope that I radiate joy in my home and to my kids. Yes. And that it's just who I am. Amen to that. Okay. Anyway, so my fourth stage with this is like a new development in my brain when I started designing this t-shirt. It comes from James 1. The verse comes from James 1. This is verse 2 and on. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person who is with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. And so for me, the fourth stage, and I think the ultimate goal is to consider it all joy. Mm -hmm. So there will be seasons of life where you are clinging to joy. Those ones are easy to remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep got a few of those <laughs> you know like you're just like oh like brooke and i give each other ornaments every christmas and so 2018 was the year and yeah that we both bought each other the same ornament from target it was like this sequence bedazzled horrible looking pillow ornament that said on the back 2018 bedazzled and then on the front best year ever yeah and so for us every time we get out those <laughs> ornaments we're just like that was it that was the year um And so there are definitely years where like, or seasons where you just like, you're in it and you're clinging to it. And then there's seasons where it's just like day to day, normalcy, normal obligation in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just going to choose it. And then there's hopefully a point in your life where you're radiating it. And I feel like that might be a later season. Hopefully it's all the time, but I, I definitely feel like you've run a good race of faith. If you're radiating joy at the end, you know? Yeah. But I think that the ultimate goal, the umbrella goal over all these seasons, all these rhythms of joy is to consider it all joy, is to understand that God is good and that no matter what my physical circumstances are, I can consider it joy because his goodness is enough. His grace is enough. His love is enough. And so I just feel like that is kind of what I see when I look at that shirt and when I hear those words is like, yeah. There, there are going to be seasons where I cling to it. There are going to be seasons when I choose it. Hopefully there'll be seasons when I radiate it, but in all of it, I want to consider it all joy. Yeah. And I want my life to be a representation of considering it all joy. Yeah. I want no matter what's happening that our kids can be like, man, at the, you know, like there's this question that people ask, like, what do you want people to say at your funeral? Right. And, and I would love if my girls were able to say, dad considered it all joy the good, the bad, the happy, the sad, he was joyful through it all. Like that is the goal. And that, that my girls would know that because of that, the reason for that was because of Jesus, because I loved him so much. And I knew that he loved me that I was able to consider it all joy from beginning to end. That's fine. 
Um, so I want to sort of end with. Well, can I ask my what yes. I asked you earlier? So I think sometimes when people see that phrase or hear that, what their their takeaway is like? Okay, so you just want me to ignore all the bad stuff and just right. be happy. Well, that's a well-asked question, bro. Well, and you know, and I'm like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's not what that means. But also, okay, what does it mean? So like, I've read from this book multiple times and I'll link it again. The voice of the heart, a call to full living, discover the gift of the eight feelings. So there's eight feelings, right? This is Chip Dodd's hypothesis that there, we have basically eight core feelings. Anything that we feel can be boiled down to one of these. Yeah. And in those eight feelings, only one of them is happy and it's called gladness and i would consider gladness the feeling of joy yeah um he calls it gladness i prefer the word joy right if you you know we can argue about it he has a phd but whatever you have a dmd (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) only if you know you know yeah (laughs) and so he he defines he's there's i'm gonna read from his book in the chapter in glad Wherever there is hope, there is gladness. Wherever there is hope, wherever hope is fulfilled, there is more. There is more gladness. So I'll I'll say that again with the word joy. Wherever there is hope, there is joy. Wherever there is hope fulfilled, there is more joy. And I'm going to just replace the word gladness with joy as okay. I read this book. Okay. Joy then is a result of our willingness to feel the other seven feelings. Hurt speaks to our desire for healing and wholeness. Loneliness speaks. to to our desire for relationship. Sadness speaks to our desire to honor and value what matters to our hearts. Anger speaks to our desire to risk and accept pain in order to achieve. Fear speaks to our desire to be prepared, choose wisely and succeed. Shame speaks to our desire to have abundant life in the understanding of our limitations and to serve something greater than ourselves. Guilt speaks to our desire to be reconciled and unburdened so we can live in the freedom of forgiveness. Joy comes as a result of our willingness to experience our whole hearts, our whole hearts and success and failures. Joy speaks to the gratification of having our desires filled, fulfilled, and even our, even to our willingness to have desire itself. Let me read that one more time. Yeah. Joy comes as a result of our willingness to experience our whole hearts and success or failures. Joy speaks to the gratification of having our desires fulfilled and even our willingness to have desire itself. And so I would say that <laughs> if the that death doesn't preach to me and my personality, yeah. then I don't know. what. It does. <laughs> and so to me, when we're talking about joy and how to consider it all joy, it is to have joy is to have the, to be able to feel the full spectrum of emotion yeah, fully like, and as you feel that, as you feel f- like actual hurt and anger and you feel those full feelings, you are able to experience more joy than ever. And I know that sounds backwards, but it unlocks your heart to experience and feel the fullness of what God has given you. Like I'll use this dumb example in my life right now. I'm listening to the Harry Potter books. I love Harry (laughs) Potter books. I I, I love listening to them. I've never actually read them. Right. And and I've done both and I still prefer to listen. And to me, it's like, and I started this maybe a month ago. With book one, yeah, I was so like, like what the seventh time through, yeah, easily. Yeah. To me, it's like, oh, this. I don't want to listen to music. I also don't want to like listen to some like heady podcast or like right. you know some book on you know psychology or whatever. Like, I just want to just like 
enjoy a story. Enjoy a story while I casually clean or do something. Yeah. So it's like my cleaning book. And and Brooke's like, you got a headphone in, don't you? Like Never almost fails. Because I just get hooked. I get locked in. Like, I don't think I'm going to start the Harry Potter series. Book just one, casual. casual. Yeah, I'll just do it casually. I'm already almost done. Um, By book four, <laughs> you're like alone in the corner of a closet. You're like volunteering to clean things out, weeping in the closet as you organize stuff. But here's what I've noticed this time is that the book's always, the book always touches my heart. Like yeah. anytime people are trying to do something for good or believing in someone else, like I'm going to cry. Yeah. But this time I've experienced more depth of emotion than any other time before. And I think mm. that's because I'm allowing myself to experience shame guilt, yeah. anger, loneliness, like experience those things. And I've talked about this as well. I've said that a lot on this episode. <laughs> like I'm mourning the lot. I'm mourning the fact that I won't have a son or that th- it's unlikely that I'm going to have a son the old fashioned way. Right. Very extremely unlikely. And I'm mourning that. And there would be a time in my life where I would have been like, oh, it's fine. It's okay. Exactly. No, no worries. All joy. Just no get worries. Over it. It's fine. Yeah. But I am allowing God to heal that wound that I never really knew I had. And and that is allowing me to see God as a father who is comforting me like I comfort my kids. And so there is a depth of emotion there that is surpassing anything I've ever experienced. And so that is why when we read this book, like when we, when we talk about emotions, like only set, only one of them is good, but seven of them are bad, but seven of them will lead to the most glorious full heart that you've ever had. Yeah. And so, and I think that that's so our culture or whatever. I mean, you even just said it like only one is good and seven are bad. Right. Well, they're all good. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. we're, or they're all necessary. Maybe good and bad aren't even the yeah. right words there, but they are needed they were all created in you. There you go. By a good father so that you could experience a full and abundant mm. life. So I'm going to finish with a, two more things from the book. Gladness is about desiring, our joy is about desiring deeply and having a willingness to walk through pain in the pursuit of the desire. The outcome of the desire doesn't matter as much as living in the heart openly and truthfully. Mm. And then here's my last thing for the, for the day. <clears throat> no one reaches the highest peaks of life unless she is willing to fall to the greatest depths. No one can experience deep heartfelt joy unless he is able to able and willing to grieve to the core, even having hopes disappointed by not being fulfilled. Joy therefore is only for the courageous because it requires risking emotional and spiritual pain in the midst of living lives as we are made to live them fully in relationship. And so to consider it all joy, you need to fully experience all of life. And we are going to bang this drum every week, <laughs> you know, because it is so important. And we know so many people who aren't. And, you you know, we've seen your comments and your messages of like, I have not been doing this. Yeah, <clears throat> I am in low power mode, screensaver mode, and my life is suffering because of it. And so yeah. let this be a reminder, you know, if you get this shirt or this sweatshirt to really understand that like there will be seasons where you're where you're clinging and seasons where you're choosing and hopefully seasons when you're radiating but whatever season you're in that there is hopefully you understand that god is good and you can consider it all joy because his goodness and his grace and his love is enough yeah 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 man (laughs) okay (laughs) sorry don't think that's the way to end that but that's what came out okay we'll end with this 
the uh, shirt will go live, the shirt and sweatshirt. So yeah. why, you want to talk about the shirt? Like what about, What am I sharing? I don't know. That it's, Panic. New, that it's new. It is new. Oh, you mean the, the style. The, the, I'm sorry. The style. I was confused. So the sweatshirt is a Buttersoft sweatshirt. Yes. In like a... Tan, no. sand dune color. Peachy, sandy color. Maybe it's very cool. And then the... <laughs> These all shirts for heavy. Yeah. There's this thing I do and it's pretty cool and you should go spend your money on it. I don't know. You want weird? I'll give you weird. Weird, weird, weird. 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 That's me. It me trying to sell my own product. Um, but the two t-shirts are a new shirt. Style. The, the item is new for us. They are like an oversized heavyweight yep. tee with like a thick 90s collar. I don't think it's supposed to be 90s, but that's the style of shirt. You love them. People, yeah, so good. Brooks all in. And we have them as part of the spring collection. I'm too. all in. I'm all in. I need to buy more bike shorts so I can just <laughs> wear it. Just boom, 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 boom. Decide once. That's what I'm going to wear all the time. Um, so, yeah, that'll go up the 31st. Uh, use the code Rooster um, <laughs> to, not the code, use the password Rooster. Yes. So you can get one day early access. And then the spring collection will go up April 7th. Um, as always, I just like anytime I share <laughs> a lot. I, my brain goes blank yeah, and I think did I say anything I don't think I said a single thing worth listening to so that was fun right. um hey we said Gluck Norris that's worth listening <laughs> well, to I said cock and it'll do <laughs> we don't be able to buy a vacuum and it'll change their lives I think we're doing God's work here game changers <laughs> um but anyways thank you for listening thank you for making us a part of your week yes okay, okay I, I love, love you bye, bye.